We're checking in with the 5th District Congressman Tim Wahlberg this morning. And we've heard this song before. Congress, at the last minute, putting together a, a deal or at least an extension to keep the government open until they can come up with a final vote on spending bills. How many more times are we going to go through this? Well, I, uh, good morning, first of all. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've been told that uh, this is the last short-term CR that we will put forward. And, uh, I, I, you know, I finally came to the point that uh, I told the speaker and the leadership yesterday that uh, I would not be supporting another one because I've told my constituents too often now that, that uh, the commitment had been made that there would not be another short-term CR. Um, I said, I don't want a shutdown. I don't think shut, shutdowns work, but I think at a point in time, you got to get something done. And um, the CR just pushes the can down the road. There were, there were some decent things added to the CR yesterday, thing with FAFSA, the you know, college student loan program, Good things put in there for that to protect the taxpayers, but also do the job we're supposed to do. But frankly, uh, it's time to push through. And <clears throat> I think some of us are saying uh, you got to get it done some way. And if there are uh, some Republicans that are asking for things that they can't get and are holding up the process, I'm willing to push back on them. There are Democrats that are saying we want more and we're not going to accept this, we've got to push back on them as well. So uh, I, I think the best approach yesterday was to have 99 of us uh, say say no to the CR. It passed, uh, so we'll be coming back next week, and uh, by the end of the week we're supposed to have the first half of the CR taken care of uh, for the coming budget. Um, and then on the 22nd of March, I believe, the second date was for the remainder of the bills, which are more difficult of the 12 appropriations bills, but they have to be done as well. And I, I wish the speaker well. Uh, I wish the leadership team well uh, to get it done. But my point to them was uh, I'm tired of, tired of kicking the can down the road. CR being continuing resolutions, as, as they're called in, in Washington right. for this. So the rest of the year, though, realistically, because we're going to be gearing up here very shortly into the election process, not only for, obviously, the presidential election, but folks that are running for, for Congress, too. Uh, how much more realistically gets done this year, or does it all go on hold until after the election? I think a lot goes on hold, and that's why we should have done this much earlier. Uh, and back in, in the end of 2023, when we were supposed to be getting this done, because the new, new uh, budget year starts on October 1st, so we've gone from October 1st till now without getting the, the, the 12-bill package passed. And, and, I, and I've said numerous times, what came out of the Appropriations Committee under the direction of the last speaker, and certainly the present speaker, that we move back toward pre-COVID spending levels, because we have to reduce spending. You're absolutely right. We've got to reduce spending. We, we can't keep pushing $34, $35 trillion debt. Um, and I think the majority of us need to stop looking at that debt, but look at the deficit, because the only way we start reducing the debt is first stop deficit spending. When you stop deficit spending, you begin to grow the economy. The, gro the growing economy starts to pay down the debt automatically. 
and um, that's what has to be done. So the effort was with the Appropriations Committee, and they worked hard at it, to get bills that weren't perfect but moved us back toward pre-COVID spending levels. That was basically 2019-2020, and uh, they, ca- they came very close to that. And I, for one, thought we ought to pass it back then. But pushing it down, we said uh, we're going to put, put something in place to p- force the Senate to have to deal with us and not send us an omnibus. And that was in the debt ceiling bill. We put a mandatory 1% across-the-board cut in spending uh, and, and a long-term CR until we actually did something. But until we did, there was a significant cut across, across the uh, entire budget cycle. We, uh, we, with all the CR since then, we have negated that provision. It's still there, but we haven't done it. We've gone past it. And um, so I think at the very least we ought to go back to that, say, okay, if we can't come to a conclusion to put through a budget that takes us back pre-COVID spending, then let's just do that draconian hit, as it were, and good programs and bad programs alike get a 1% cut. I don't think that's the best way of doing it. I like to do away with bad programs, maybe up some of the good programs as necessary, but reduce overall everything back to a level that says we are serious about the process. So, so maybe, maybe 99 of us voting against that CR yesterday will wake up uh, some of our members to say that uh, next week we have to do something different. We have do something that works with the people. Congressman Tim Wahlberg this morning, shifting gears here a little bit, not this weekend, but the following weekend, the 10th, is when uh, daylight saving time actually kicks in for us again. Has there been any talk in uh, recently in D.C. about uh, uh, changing uh, that whole process? Because, again, it usually comes around twice a year at, uh, you know, in the, in the spring and the fall, where people grumble about, uh, you know, whether we should have or shouldn't have daylight saving time. Any, anything new in Washington on that? No, nothing new. Uh, there was a Senate Senate bill that actually passed last year uh, or uh, two years ago. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't take it up in the House. I, I don't get it. The world the world turns as the world turns, and uh, if if we went to daylight saving time year round, I think I don't know why all of us wouldn't be happy, including the cows in the dairy barn. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I the only law. people would be the people who have to get up early in the morning and go to bed early, then it's still light out. So, yeah, I suppose that's the case. But that changes too. You know, uh, we're starting to see it lighter earlier in the morning and staying lighter later in the evening now. And but then that'll all change in, yeah. in a few weeks. And and so I've never gotten it. I, I've been a I've been an, an angry person about time changes my entire life, and uh, I haven't done what a former newspaper editor in Tecumseh did. He, uh, he just simply didn't t- change his watch. <laughs> and he said, it's, you know, I, I've come accustomed to being able to tell time and knowing what time it is, even though my watch may say something different than what everybody else is thinking, but I am, I am I'm demonstrating against something I don't get, don't understand, and don't appreciate. And so... I don't know. Uh, maybe at some point we will have that, but right now I don't see any strong effort. It sounds like he was a little like Don Quixote, though, tilting at windmills on that one. So, yeah. all right, I've been there. Yeah, Tim, thanks for checking in this morning. If not sooner, we'll talk next week. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. Fifth District Congressman Tim Wahlberg this morning.